Hi, this is Alan Ruff, the Thursday host of A Public Affair. If you have a moment and uh, the resources, remember to support the station. And if you will, head over to wrtfm.org to donate and to see what else is going on at the station. Six foot six above sea level. I grab the mic because I like to take you to another mental level. Low power frequency radio modulation. The big sound. Good afternoon and welcome to this, the Thursday edition of A Public Affair. I'm your host for this hour. My name is Alan Ruff. I decided to do something different today, something I haven't done in a long time. I decided to do an open mic for you, our Wart listeners. The phone lines will be open, and we'd like to hear from you. What would you care to discuss? What are your fundamental concerns at the local, state, national, or international levels? What are your thoughts in regard to the big issues we face, such as the accelerated deepening of the climate crisis? And what are your thoughts in regard to the Palestine-Israel conflagration? And that war's rippling effects uh, across the, U- the U.S. and elsewhere domestically, the moves afoot to censure and censor the speech and expression of Israel's critics. Lots to talk about, lots to talk about in this troubled world. So again, give us a call. The lines will be open this hour for an open line edition of A Public Affair. The lines will be open at 608 256 2001. Where do we begin? Where do we begin? Oh, Jay says we already have a caller that wants to come in. She, I, I see a message here that Timothy is joining us from, whoa, joining us from in front of Senator Tammy Baldwin's office on the square. Hello, Tim, you're on the air. Hey, I'm on the air. Hey, Alan, this is Tim Corden. We're, yeah. Uh, as you might know, we've been vigiling out in front of Senator Baldwin's office for since December 1st when the temporary ceasefire ended. We've been out here 9 to 5, Mondays through Fridays. And just today, uh, a delegation of leaders went up to have a meeting with Tammy Baldwin in her uh, office. She, of course, wasn't there in person, but she joined us by, by, by Zoom. And um, we held a press conference. In the wake of that meeting, um, the long and the short of it is, is that Senator Baldwin, for some reason we can't understand, is not willing to join the many lawmakers and world leaders who are calling for a simple ceasefire to stop the genocide. Senator Baldwin, for some reason, will not go that far and um, remains ineffective and not representing the will of her constituents. So we're really disappointed. We're going to continue to vigil outside of her office, and I'm here with quite a few people. We're here Mondays through Fridays, 9 to 5, uh, in front of her office, up in her office. We're talking with her staff. They're very um, welcoming. And, and um, last thing I want to say is uh, there are events going on, uh, further events that you can find on the World Beyond War slash Madison website. Also, and you can sign up to Vigil here with us. You can also... Uh, Check out Wisconsin Network for Peace and Justice's website. And next week, Tuesday, about a dozen different groups, peace and justice groups, are holding a candlelight vigil in front of Senator Baldwin's office starting at 4.30 to 5.30. So that's about all I have. Tim, stay with us. Stay with us a minute. Sure. Might you you conjecture about what what is your read on... Uh, Senator Baldwin's reluctance in regard to signing on to uh, what, on its surface, may seem like a, a no-brainer kind of these kind of resolutions and calls for uh, ceasefire and so on. Yeah, I, I I find it hard to comprehend what's going on in Senator Baldwin's mind. We've got to be one of the um, safest. I mean, she comes from Madison. She represented Madison for a long time in Congress and. Um, I was on the county board, I believe. I mean, her constituency, her base, um, we want peace. We don't want to use weapons of mass destruction against um, small populations of innocent people. So I don't understand. All I can say is perhaps it's money. I don't know why she supported the F-35. I don't know why she's getting so much money from weapons industries. I don't know why, and I can't understand it, but I'm going to keep asking her 
as long as I have to for answers to these questions. So why don't you uh, quickly, while, while we have you and you're the only caller at this point, why don't you give our, our listeners that information about the when and where, the vigils, and uh, what else is going on? Sure. Well, we're down here every day, uh, at least the rest of this week. I'm not sure if we're going to continue to vigil next week on an ongoing basis around the clock, 9 to 5 uh, through Friday this week, 9, 9 o'clock a.m. to 5 p.m. And we encourage people to stop by for any amount of time. They can come for 10 minutes, come for a half hour. They can also sign up. Uh, you can go to worldbeyondwar.org slash Madison or worldbeyondmore slash slash Madison. Uh, yeah. Worldbeyondwar.org slash Madison um, for more information about upcoming events. But the big event that we're, we're building up to, and we've got co-sponsors with the Women's International League for Peace and Freedom, We've got Madison Rafa's Sister Cities Project, Internet, uh, lots of lots of peace and justice group. It's being led by the Interfaith Peace Working Group here that's based out of Madison. Uh, we'll have faith leaders and other uh, community leaders of conscience speaking to why this is a no-brainer. You said it right, Alan. This is a no-brainer. Stop the genocide. Stop the killing. And let's work out some peaceful solutions to this conflict. That and was that's uh, be- Tim- hey. Oh, um, I can pass my phone around. There's quite a few people here that would love to speak on this show. If you'd like to hear from others, I could take I, I could take one or one or possibly two more if 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 they keep it short because I see our lines are beginning to light up here. So sure, you could pass it along for a moment. Hi, hello. This is I'm this is Phil Trachtenberg. I'm also standing outside vigiling um, with Tim. And Hello? Um, I am also. Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Um, I am also here calling for a immediate ceasefire. Um, yeah, the, the senator statement today was just pathetic. I, I I don't really know what reality she's seeing, but I mean, during that meeting, three children died, and you know, she's still blaming Hamas. So I, I'm I'm just. I don't know if I've ever seen such out of touch with reality um, statements. All right, thank you. We're gonna we're, we're gonna let you folks go. Keep your vigil going up there and at, on the square. It's Senator Tammy Baldwin's U.S. Senator Tammy Baldwin's office. Again, this is an open line f- public affair special that uh, well I haven't done in, in probably in years. Just have you our callers to call in with your concerns, your observations, your, your whatever, on local, state, national, international plane. Clearly, it all connects. Here we have, you know, here in Madison, Wisconsin, people right downtown Madison protesting, calling for redress, calling, calling for uh, our U.S. senator uh, to do the right thing. You give us a call if you want to join with a topic, a concern, uh, an observation. Uh, one one thing I like to talk about in, in these hours is what your suggestions for a program that um, that I could do, or any of the hosts might be interested in that do public affair when, um, Monday through Friday at noon. So yeah, give us a call at two five six two thousand six zero eight two five six two thousand one. Dennis, hey, you're on the air. Thank you. Oh, I, I want some kind of commemorative this year because I've been banned from WCLO radio for life. And uh, they uh, had a school district uh, guy in, on today, and he announced that Janesville School District is not allowing Narcan in the schools. And, of course, I was, I'm banned from making any comment on that. Not that I'm a fan of Narcan. Uh, I think it's probably what's impeding the real answer. In 2014, a site called Gizmag came up with an electronic spleen that could remove 97% of Ebola or 97% of E. coli in five hours. Within a week, there was a tag on there from DARPA that they put nine and a quarter 
million dollars behind this thing. I emailed them that day. Company called Manhattan Scientifics, MHTX, is the premier manufacturer of nanoparticles in the world. If they can do Ebola, if they can do E. coli, they can do opioids. And I never got any response. I got, uh, my computer's been trashed for the past five years. Pharma has lobbied $800 million against this. This device is not even being used for E. coli. I have a friend who's a Marine who died two days with E. coli a year ago. This machine's been available since 2014 with nine and a quarter million dollars of our tax dollars behind it. And Thanks, Dennis. Mark- Dennis, uh, if you could still hear me, I um, I suggest if you have some articles on this that you could send send us uh, a um, s- suggestions, especially the banning of Narcan in 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 the Janesville schools. That's that's something we would, would uh, be interested, perhaps, in covering at uh, WORT. Give us a call, 608-256-2001. Excuse me, Dennis, you could, you could email um, URLs for articles and so on to... Uh, I'm getting a reverb here. Now it's gone. A uh, just uh, email anything to talk t a l k at w o r t f m dot org. Give us a call two five six two thousand and one. Getting back to you know the, the various issues swirling around uh, the the conflict going on, the war going on in. Gaza at this time. I'm wondering what your thoughts are. I've been wondering um, if any of you have thought about it, is Israel's aims, changing war aims in its ongoing assault on Gaza, that the espoused goal has been the destruction of Hamas. But might we ask what else is going on? Is there a bigger game game plan underway? That is, uh, my, my read on it is that the disposition of Gaza's population, its expulsion into Egypt and elsewhere, has long been called for uh, by, uh, well, not just the right in Israel, um, the long historic use of the word transfer, moving whole po- the whole population uh, out, of, out of Gaza and the West Bank has long been espoused by some of the, uh, you know, extremists really uh in some of whom are sitting in 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 israeli uh, ministries at this heading israeli ministries in cabinet positions in the current government give us a call again 256-2608-256-2001 what else would you care to discuss what are your concerns again it's an open line your hour Pick up the phone and call. Give a call. Join the conversation again at 608-256-2001. Jade is telling me we do have another caller. Hello, Jim. You're on the air. Hi, Alan. Uh, You know, hello. yeah, can you hear me? Do we have Jim? Hello? We seem to be having trouble with that connection. Uh, if if it got disconnected, Jim, call back uh, and we'll get you in. No, I'm here, but uh, you can't hear me. I guess. I I can hear. I I I got you now. Go ahead. Okay. Um, you know I I'm fully in support of what these people are doing at Tammy Baldwin's office, but I'm sorry, it, this is not going to do any good. It's it's totally ineffective. These people don't listen to. They they don't hear any of this. And Tammy Baldwin, I mean, there's no point in trying to figure out what what her problem is, what's wrong with her. She's, she's, I mean, it's hopeless. You can't, how can you not, how can you not act considering what's going on? We're watching this massacre every day, day after day, month after, you know, a couple months. I mean, it's, I'm sorry, but. There's got to be, and there, you know, it's nice that her staff comes down and talks to people. Great, but again, it 
not going to make any difference. It's not going to be effective. I'm sorry. And, it, you know, in a situation like this, it, you know, there's got to be more that can be done, particularly what we're seeing unfolding, be, you know, before our very eyes. So thank, that's it, thanks. Alan. You know, I'm sorry. Thank Th- you very much. Yeah, thank you, Jim. Uh, let's continue on. Uh, uh, Sarah is on the line. Hey, Sarah, how are you? Hi, Alan. I'm pretty good. I read, I read a quotation in the New York Times. Nicholas Crystal quoted this. Israel, build, dig two graves, one for Palestine and one for you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Sarah. That's that's an old friend of the stations, a longtime friend of the stations, calling from uh, somewhere in upstate New York, if memory serves me well. Uh, bl- bless you, uh, Sarah. It's good to hear your voice. Harry, hi. You're on the air. Yes. Uh, so I'd just like to say that people uh, have been protesting outside of Senator Baldwin's office. Uh, calling for her to uh, support a, a ceasefire in Gaza, and it sat in, people sat in her office last week, and she met with people uh, well, about a half hour ago for about 20 minutes, and uh, she has not. She's refused to change her position. She uh, will not uh, join us in a call for a ceasefire with Gaza, and uh, people had a press conference. Jewish Voices for Peace, World Beyond War. Uh, other peace activists, Marsha Rummel spoke and mentioned that uh, the city council passed a unanimous resolution in calling for a ceasefire and uh, urging her to to support that ceasefire and uh, you know limited limit to end to military aid uh, to Israel and uh, you know the people uh, at the press conference alluded to. Uh, you know, uh, that we will need to uh, look for a viable candidate to run against her in the primaries. Thank you, Harry. Uh, you, you you probably tuned in a little bit late, but we had a previous announcement. Uh, uh, somebody at the vigil uh, called oh, in right away. So, uh, right. but I do want to I do want to thank you for uh, you know additional information. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So, tuned in late. Yeah. No, it's all right. It's all right. You. Uh, Keep 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 up the good fight, Harry. Six zero eight two five six two thousand and one. I alluded to the fact already that you know, as evidence from the vigil at Baldwin's office, that there's a, there are rippling effects running through uh, U.S. society here at home, um, especially in regard to. Uh, moves afoot to censure or censor, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, d- uh, criticism of Israel equating, some have gone so far, of course, as to equate criticism of Israel or Zionism as uh, being anti-Semitic. There's a very interesting uh, um, statement that's been circulating. I picked up on it just a day or so ago. Uh, by a long and lengthening list of UW uh, f- uh, Madison faculty uh, uh, and staff, uh, a circular letter uh, undersigned by a large number already um, entitled Criticism of Israel is Not Anti Semitic. UW faculty and staff commit to a clear definition of anti-Semitism. I'll just read you, uh, you know, uh, the opening to this. We are faculty and staff at universities of Wisconsin, the UW system, who are concerned about the growing trend to treat criticism of the policies and practices of the state of Israel or the ide- or of the ideolo- ideology of Zionism as evidence of anti-Semitism a term used to describe hatred and bigotry toward Jews. A failure to distinguish anti-Semitism from criticism of Israel obstructs the ability of colleges and universities to educate and facilitate important civic discourse 
it also interferes with our fight against true anti-Semitism. The statement goes on to say that if criticism of Israel is defined as anti-Semitic speech, then we will silence all critique of that state, including voices about Palestinian self-determination and human rights. Indeed, over 2,000 Jewish writers recently came together to affirm, among other things, that anti-Zionism is not inherently anti-Semitic, and claiming it is uses Jewish suffering to erase Palestinian ex- experience. Um, imagine if you Google around UW faculty and staff com- definition of anti-Semitism, criticism of Israel, and so on, that you can get that statement. It's a lengthy statement. One of the very interesting things about it is that a number of the signers, while listing their affiliation in, in their departments and, and their role in the university, uh, have signed the name, did not sign their names. Uh, numbers of them simply saying um, anonymous. And that in itself speak, speaks legions to the fact that that people holding positions in the university at this point are, are very concerned about the repercussions, the ramifications of citing on. It's a, uh, well, in a longer historical context, it smacks of a kind of uh, McCarthyism uh, that is looking to hem in, uh, to ban, really, uh, criticism of what has been going on. 608-256-2001. Once again, if you want to join um this isn't necessarily a program about the uh, war on Gaza, uh, on the war on the Palestinians, but a, a broader open line. I'm looking for folks to call in with suggestions, ideas, thoughts, observations about issues they, they find, find yourselves concerned with. Um, let's go back to the phones. Jay tells me that Ellen is on the line. Hello, Ellen. Hi, hi, Alan. How are you? Good. Go ahead. So I, um, I know that most of your listeners probably are very aware of the issues at the airport as far as the uh, pollution from PFAS that's um, affecting the water uh, downstream from the airport all the way through the Yahara Lake chain, and um, that there's been really nothing happening as far as cleaning that up. Um, And the reason why I'm calling today about it is that um, the county is being asked to sign a joint use agreement with the airport now um, where uh, they're basically asking the county to uh, not hold them accountable for any kind of pollution or damage um, to the environment um, in the future. And um, in exchange for, uh, it's called indemnifying them from any um, responsibility for any pollution, uh, then they will provide um, fire and fire rescue services to the airport in exchange. And, um, some of us who are very aware of the costs of cleaning up PFAS and, you know, even the uh, ongoing use of um, polluting uh, firefighting equipment out there, um, don't feel like the county should sign such an agreement and that there would be other ways to provide fire rescue um, by maybe charging a couple extra dollars to for um, air airfare and that kind of thing. So um, what I would really like to see is that people who are concerned about the water quality, uh, given that there's been traces of PFAS in every city well, and these chemicals are responsible for causing cancer, um, I, I think that um, it would be really a good time for you to contact your, um, your county board members and ask them to hold off signing that, at least until there are more 
there's more exploration about the legal legal ramifications for um, saying that we won't we won't uh, hold you accountable for any pollution. So that's what's going on on the county level. So Ellen, if people want to find uh, more information about uh, some of the issues around around which you just spoke. Uh, where might they go to? Is there a website or uh, places where there's public information available? Um, there are more and more um, groups springing up about this, but the one that I'm the most familiar with is Safe Skies Clean Water and their website. Um, 350 Wisconsin is also getting involved with it and would probably have statements on their website as well. You know, of course, the other part of the equation there that you just touched on in, in talking about uh, clean water, safe skies, safe skies, clean water, uh, is the F-35s, and they've certainly been active. Uh, there's a, n- another incredible connection, of course, because the F-35s are here in, in Dane County now at the regional airport, but they're also being used abroad in, in, in various conflicts. Uh, 608. 608- Two five six two thousand and one. Give us a call. People, you know, we've sort of touched on it already. Some of our callers have touched on it obliquely, I, I think. But the the U.S. role presently, and it was just I just alluded to it, of course. But the U.S. role in a, a kind of doublespeak that is. Uh, uh, the Biden administration and Secretary of State Blinken and so on um, calling for uh, moderation uh, from the Israelis while bypassing Congress and shipping more. There was what uh, the shipment of thir- 13,000 more uh, tank projectiles, uh, tank shells to the Israelis. Uh, <clears throat> 608-256-2001. Of course, and then there's the U.S. veto of U.N. Security Council resolution last week demanding a ceasefire uh, while the resupplying of tank shells goes on. Uh, and just the other day, yesterday or the day before, a U.N. General Assembly uh, non-binding resolution calling for a ceasefire uh, with uh, 23 of 153 votes yes uh, for the resolution, uh, 10, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, 23 uh, abstaining and 10 voting against. The 10 voting against, of course, led by uh, the U.S. Uh, and Israel. 608-256-2001. Give us a call. What are your thoughts? What are your concerns? Uh, this is your open line, your your hour to uh Voice, again, concerns and to speak about issues uh, dear to you or not so dear to you. <laughs> Give us a call, 608-2001. I want to come back to that, you know, the destru- destruction of Hamas uh, as the espoused uh, Israeli goal. But one has to ask what else may be going on. The Palestinian population was told to move south, but the south has been bombarded. Um, the use of there's all sorts of stuff going on, according to estimates even covered by the New York Times, that 85% of Gaza's inhabitants, 85% of 2.2 million people, have been forced from their homes southward. Interestingly, congregated uh, now uh, at close up against the Egyptian border to the south around uh, the town of Rafa. Uh, and Rafa, of course, as many of you know, has a direct connection with Madison and the, and the Madison-Rafa sister city project. I'm wondering if there's anyone connected with that project that might give a call, maybe give us a little update about what they've been hearing, uh, if, if, there's, are, if there are connections uh, open still to Rafa, 608-256-2001. How about the accelerated deepening of the, cli- cl- <clears throat> excuse me, the accept- 
accelerated deepening of the climate crisis and how that overlaps and folds into uh, what's been going on in regions like the Middle East, where war, of course, uh, <clears throat> deepens the immediate environmental crisis, but it's a part of the world that is growing increasingly hot uh, and some project before very long uninhabitable. 608 256 What are your ideas in regard to future programming, future uh, uh, public affairs? We're always looking for good topics. Uh, I can see Jade on my on my screen here. She's nodding her head. The producer for this program, she's nodding her head saying, yes, yes. Give us a call. Again, if, if you have an idea, something you'd like to see covered that we're not getting. I want to, again, stay with the, the rippling effects uh, that this war is having here domestically, uh, that, that kind of censorship that I uh, already alluded to. Um, and, uh, and, of course, Israel's war aims now, and that, it's more, that I would argue, and I'm not the only one, that it's morphed into something other than the destruction of, of Hamas. Give us a call, 256-2001. How about recent programs? Who would you like to hear back that I've had on uh, that you found interesting programs uh, that you'd like to hear more about, uh, issues more, uh, further discussion? Give us a call, 256-2001. Jade, Jade, I'm wondering if you might have uh, some ideas for programs or uh, things we could talk about. All right, I'm oh. oh, here I am. Oh, I don't have you yet. I don't have you yet. There we go. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm waiting on on folks to call. Uh, I did, I wrote down information about the, the joint agreement. Maybe we talked to someone from Madison 365 um, or Clean Water Safe Skies. I think that's, that's worth getting into soon. Maybe bring on um, some of our lawmakers here in Dane County. Um, but I, I'm, I'm waiting for people to give us a call. You know, we, we don't know what we don't know. So give us a call, 608-256-2001. Ricky's out there ready to take your call. Do you got song suggestions? You know, if you've got anything that you want to talk to us about, we're here. We're ready. Um, we open the, the lines every so often, and um, it's kind of a, a privilege for us to be able to do that. Um, and so, you know, if you... If you like that opportunity, give us a call now because um, if if we try to do an open line in, in a year or two from now and we remember back to this moment and no one called, then, you know, we're not going to do an open line. So. <laughs> yeah, the. Um, you know, I've, I've touched upon the this these cases now, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, of censorship on campus, the sen the attempt to. Uh, hem in, or, or really, well, to ban and, and, and halt uh, um, expressions of opposition to U.S. policy, expressions of opposition to uh, is, Israel's expanded war uh, upon Gaza, and for that matter, in the West Bank, the occupied West Bank. What are people's thoughts on the uh, on this, this recent cases of the? Uh, university presidents, presidents, uh, the presidents of uh, uh, Penn and MIT and Harvard being called before Congress and being, uh, well, in a sense, bushwhacked uh, uh, into um, having having to explain the support for uh, free expression and so on. Um, 256-2001, the re resignation of Liz McGill as president of the University of Pe Pennsylvania under the weight of threats from wealthy donors. Um, in, in, in broader, in broader brushstrokes, the, the censorship of critics of Israel, uh, the enforcement of, of a, a Zionist orthodoxy uh, at uh, several 
colleges, uh, Students for Justice in Palestine, and interestingly, Jewish Voice for Peace at Columbia have been banned. These student organizations have been banned from the campus. Um, it speaks legions to, um, uh, well, the marvelous contradiction of espousal of free speech uh, and the limiting of free speech uh, hand in hand. Uh, <clears throat> Sergio, hey, you're on the air. Hi, Alan. Thanks for the show. Um, well, it looks obvious to me that the Zion uh, government wants to send the people to the desert and make Gaza like Dubai and make some casinos and have a direct pipeline to the Mediterranean. And this is a mess, you know, we're burning the oil plant, is burning. So we got to do something, right? And Biden has been letting us down, no doubt. I want to ask, is Cornell West a viable candidate for president? Are you asking me, Sergio? Yes, I am. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The... The two-party system is the two-party system, and uh, until structures and institutions change, third parties, third candidacies, uh, you know, I don't know what effect they can have. A viable candidate at this point, uh, I, I would say not. It's 256-608-256-2001. Thanks for your call, Sergio. Joan, hi, you're on the air. Hello. I'd like to talk about student loans and student debt. It might seem to be a very trivial issue in the light of everything else that's been discussed, but I think it relates to all these other matters because the young people that I know, thousands and thousands of, in Wisconsin, are saddled with incredible student loan debt, and their, their prospects for the future have been changed. Uh, prospects are getting married, having a, uh, uh, enough for a house and all of that. And what also is happening is that they have such a, a, a debt on their minds that they can't take risks. I know many students who don't want to have political opinions, uh, who can't talk on these issues, who are afraid to say anything because they know something that they might say would uh, leave them penniless. Um, leave them without a degree, without a, um, a, a future. And so what I'm proposing, again, is that we get a, uh, ahead of these issues, make college more affordable. I did like uh, the, the uh, prospects that uh, uh, Dr. Jill Biden presented very early on of, have, of having community college completely free. Uh, I see this uh, uh, Madison College, and I don't know, uh, the, the Southside Madison College, I eat at the Burger King across the street, and it's, I don't see it being utilized the way it could be if we made uh, community college free. We need to open up the doors to higher education, make students less afraid of talking uh, and, and, uh, and, and expressing themselves in fear of losing, this, uh, losing their futures because of the great physical burden, and, and, and uh, I'm sorry, economic burden that they have. Uh, again, sorry for the rant, but it is something that I know that many young people listening right now will find some resonance in. I hope I'm speaking for them. Uh, I know that they could speak better than, uh, than I am, but I hope I, indeed I am speaking for them. Thank you so much for an incredible show and for your, your incredible work over the years. Thank you again, Alan. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you, Joan. I appreciate your words. Um, as you were speaking, I kept the, the phrase that came to mind uh, with the UW system is the often celebrated uh, notion of sifting and winnowing um, and debt and the expense of higher education uh, certainly carries on its own sifting and winnowing of who goes to these institutions. Um, and of course, it swirls back uh, Back to the function of the the modern corporate uh, techno university, the, the research university, uh, and <clears throat> the fact that what used to be the the central critical heart of the University of Wisconsin and many other schools uh, was the liberal arts, that that part of the university that taught critical thinking and how how that's been diminished 
uh, and what the rise of the technical university, technocratic thinking, uh, technical thinking has meant uh, for the universities as, as centers, historic centers of opposition uh, across history, not just here uh, in Wisconsin or the U.S., uh, but at a global level, really, in, in Europe and elsewhere. 608 Again, I'm wondering if people have other outlooks. Are people disturbed by the use of the term genocide? In, in addressing uh, what's going on in Palestine. I used to be disturbed by it. That is, in, in general, that it, it's, it's, I have found people f- tossing it around almost flippantly without thinking it through. Or, or the slogan, from the river to the sea. Uh, what does that mean? We know those of us who, who've read more deeply into the history of the um, Israel-Palestine conflict um, know that there's long been a, a, within what I would call the, the Zionist right wing <clears throat> uh, calls, they've used the slogan as well uh, to, and some of them have used it in, in, in the context of a, <clears throat> excuse me, a, um, the greater Israel, Judea and Samaria, when they talk about this is again the it, Israeli religious right, when they talk about from the river to the sea, they're talking not about the Jordan River, uh, but the Euphrates. Uh, Desire, ideals, hopes for a greater, larger uh, Israel. 608-256-2001. Regular caller, Steve, often quite interesting. Steve is on the line. Hi, Steve, you're on the air. Yeah, Alan. Uh, regarding the question of what is the internal logic of the Netanyahu's government's policy of continued uber aggression in Gaza, Netanyahu knows the precedents set in the Yom Kippur War of 1973 and the war on Lebanon in 1982, namely that his government will fall when the tipping point is reached in the Israeli public's weak support for him. When Bibi's administration is ousted, his personal legal problems point in the direction of his likely conviction and possible imprisonment. By prolonging this war, Bibi postpones that fate. It's that simple. Thank you. You know, I'm going to take a little issue with you, Steve. That is that there are people sitting at the heads of these ministries that make up the coalition, uh, coalition government headed by Netanyahu, who's prime minister, uh, who are to the right of him, right? Uh, who, <clears throat> uh, I think we fall into a trap when we begin to equate uh, uh, politics and uh, allow it to fall into a, a simply, an overly simplified kind of great man in history kind of argument. Uh, there's lots of institutions and interests uh and forces at play here, some of whom are putting pressure, probably, as uh, as my read on it, um, putting pressure on uh, Netanyahu, and uh, and he's not the hardest of the hardliners, and that that in in and of itself uh, is uh, certainly kind of frightening. What about the money that the U.S. is spending? in these wars, we haven't we haven't even touched on. Um, <clears throat> excuse me again. Um, we haven't even touched on the war in Ukraine and what's going on there. Uh, it seems to be at, at some sort of stalemate now, going uh, as it approaches its third year. Um, in many ways, bumped from the front page from the headlines by what's going on in the Middle East. Thoughts on the. Uh, war in Ukraine. Again, we're open here. It's an open line. This is your hour to give a call with with 
conversation, whatever you choose, at 608-256-2001. We're getting close to the end of the hour, so if you want to get in with something, some ideas for future program, uh, something you've liked, uh, whatever, give us a call at 608-256-2001. What else would you care to discuss? Is, is there anything else that, as we get down to the hour? Jade, are you waving me in here? Yeah. Hey, um, hey, hey, Alan. Uh, we had a caller, Deb, who didn't wish to be on, um, on the air, but was wondering if you could explain um, the, quote, settler movement in Israel. Well, it's usually not separate from settler colonialism. And and that's a particular brand, a particular form of colonization uh, <clears throat> that's occurred historically. Uh, there's only a very few places among them. Um, <clears throat> uh, sorry, again, got something in my throat here. Um, the United States, Australia, uh, South Africa, uh, and Israel. There may be others, uh, but it's the movement of a, a population into uh, a territory and, and with it the displacement of the indigenous population. Uh, you, you bring in settlers to uh, populate the land and to place it, under, uh, place it under control. And inherent in it always is a kind of racism. That is, the indigenous inhabitants um, must be viewed, must be portrayed as subhuman, unhuman, uh, inferior, uh, and and so on. So it's a very it has historically been an insidious form of uh, empire building. In in the case of Israel, it's very very complex, uh, primarily because it wasn't um, these weren't British settlers that came uh, to people to land uh, from outside. Uh, there was a, a, a separate and apart movement, uh, the, the Zionist movement. Now, <clears throat> I think it's important, really important, to understand what, what Zionism is, uh, though it has this often biblical gloss to it, that it is a modern nation-building uh, strategy that came about in the late 19th, early 20th century as a antidote for European anti-Semitism. That the Jewish people having their own land, uh, their own their own nation, uh, would be less apt to be subject to that anti-Semitism. Um, but it can't be denied now. It is denied all the time, but it should not be denied. Uh, that it's been done on the on the backs and shoulders of people who which that project has um, well dispossessed and placed into containment con, excuse me uh, holding areas Gaza parts of the West Bank all piecemealed all broken up separated and the denial uh, of the not only the rights but the existence of the Palestinian people. Jade, I see, is rushing to the phone. We have just a little bit of time left. Let's see who we have here. Again, I'm interested for suggestions uh, to um, <clears throat> for this program in the future. Uh, you can send th- those to talk at wrtfm.org. Jade, do we have someone wa- wishing to get in? We have this. No, we don't. Okay, so you just someone's Jade's on the phone with someone. I thought we had another caller. Well, it's been an hour. It's gone by qu- quite rapidly. Uh, sometimes not so rapidly as if we wait for you, our callers, to uh, chime in. Uh, <clears throat> but but I certainly have. Uh, I, I take a, a great pleasure in putting in a good deal of work, as some of you have commented in the past, in doing this program. Go ahead, Jade. 
Hey, Alan. Um, so actually, that uh, call was from a listener named Robert who wants to suggest that we bring uh, back on Professor Patrick Iber. Do you remember this guest you've had on in the past? Oh. <laughs> I've, only, I've only done, uh, you know, a couple thousand programs. <laughs> well, let me let me pull up when we, you had him back on. But we also had um, a caller named Martin who wanted to hear Richard Wolf, who is um, a professor of uh, economic of economics, um, and he has been on the show a number of times about inflation. So we've got two requests: one for Richard Wolf and one for Patrick Iber. And Patrick yeah. Iber. It's it's interesting. Richard Wolff, uh, I just saw uh, a reference to him just yesterday as I was prepping, saying, oh, and my thought was, huh, I should have uh, Dick Wolff on uh, again. He just doesn't do just inflation, but he's one of the, I, I think, one of the clearest, best economists out there today in terms of translating what is often a dismal science into an understandable and livable uh, thing for his audiences so i'll definitely uh, look into getting richard wolf back on the air yeah so let me actually tell you about uh the other the other suggestion the one that robert had for patrick iber um is a, a uw madison uh professor a historian who said who studies 20th century latin american history and uh, u.s latin american relationships um so apparently he's been writing some interesting stuff that you should check out and, and invite him onto the program well, I certainly will. Uh, I'll get that information you, when you, from you when we're off the air. We're right down to the end of the hour. I want to thank you, uh, our listeners, uh, especially those of you regulars who call in. You, you keep the program alive. And I, I hope some of you at least found this a worthwhile hour. Uh, we've got a good number of people in. I want to thank uh, Jade, of course, for being the producer ever stalwart producer in jack who's engineering today i've been your host for this hour my name is alan ruff and i'll be talking with you next week Frequency radio modulation. The big sound from underground, another pirate station. We bring the truth to places truth is never heard before. We bring the sound communication of our tribal war. Dark vision fly by helicopters in the night. Attempt triangulation of our station in the fight. Straight from the base, deep down, no precision. High crime treason, we broadcast in sedition. Like the Wall Street morning, afternoon edition. Con